Over his 34-year career, my husband has authored over 50 published articles, along with several books, videos, and audio training programs on the subject of network marketing. He's also been repeatedly recognized as one of the top network marketing trainers in the world. In June of 2011, he was invited to visit our company's home office. He was so impressed with what he saw that he decided that day to walk away from his lucrative speaking and consulting career and got started as a team of one. Today, that team of one has grown to over 200,000 customers, associates, managers, directors, executives, and millionaires in 17 countries. Today, my husband and I work together and we are extremely grateful to have been recognized as the number one income earners for our company worldwide. But what I'm most excited about today is that thanks to podcast technology, you can learn the leadership skills, the leadership lessons that will help you grow your own world-class team. With that in mind, let the man who's been teaching others about leadership for decades share what he's been teaching with you. Ladies and gentlemen, please allow me to introduce my business partner and the love of my life, my husband, Michael S. Klaus. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to each and every one of you beautiful people. Michael Klaus again here, and I am so excited about this podcast. Why? Well, because for the very first time, this beautiful woman that I have the absolute pleasure to call my wife, who's been providing the introductions, has finally agreed to sit down with me so that the two of us could have a conversation about one of the areas of our business that can be, well, let's be honest, a bit challenging. And that is what many refer to as overcoming objections. But what we really like to look at is how do we advance the conversation all the way to yes? As you're about to learn, we have been doing this our entire lives. All of us have been doing this. We do it as couples. We do it as families. We do it on the job. We do it just about everywhere. We are advancing conversations all the way to yes. But what do you do when people start, well, maybe as you might see it, push back a little. Hey, not sure about this. How about that? What's going on here? How do we handle those questions so that we can move or advance that conversation all the way to yes? Well, get ready to take some good notes because we're going to give you some awesome material that we're using each and every day, teaching our teams, and we want you to have access to it too. So without further ado, let's move right into our conversation with not only myself, of course, but my beautiful wife, Lynn. Enjoy. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever we have caught you in the world. <laughs> it's Michael and Lynn coming to you from our home to yours. When we're so excited to really talk to you today about this topic, overcoming objections, or really how we advance the conversation all the way to yes. Because they're just seeking to understand. They are. You know, objections is just furthering the conversation really through asking questions. Asking questions, and we're really going to get into that. But before we do, I want to set really the premise, the foundation, the, the, the theme for our conversation here. And I was thinking about the old story or adage about give a man a fish. Oh, or a woman. Or a woman, <laughs> and he'll eat for a day. Teach a man to fish. Or a woman. Or a woman. <laughs> And he'll or she'll eat for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. 
Now, we all understand this. I mean, we need to learn how to do this. We need to learn how to find people to talk to. We need to learn how to advance the conversation to sharing the isogenic story. And we certainly need to learn how to get people started. But here's the thing. If you're hungry and someone says, here's a fishing pole, have fun, it's probably not what you need at that moment in time. So what Lynn and I decided to do through this conversation is really to not only give you a fish or two, we're going to feed you, but we're also going to teach you how you can go out and become a great fisher man <laughs> or woman or woman. Really think of it like the tools or the template that you can take forward with any conversation because conversation isn't scripted on both sides. I mean, that'd be nice. <laughs> no, unless you're in Hollywood or you're doing a movie where both right. sides have agreed or maybe a Shakespearean play. But let's talk about the basics. Let's really get right into this. And um, maybe we I should tell them a little bit about us first. Should we? Yeah. Do you think they don't know? I don't know. You right. might want to know a little bit. Well, how about a couple of personal <laughs> things? First of all, uh, we were shocked when Lynn and I sat down and took a look at our experience or our years <laughs> yeah. in the profession of network marketing and found that between the two of us, it was... A whopping 50 years. Actually, it was over 50 That's years. Crazy. It's insane. Does that, does that mean we're old, Michael? <laughs> no, it means we have a lot of experience. Thank goodness for isogenics, though. Listen. We put this amazing superfood in our body. A few gray hairs is a small price to pay for this much wisdom. So we're excited to be here and share a little bit about that wisdom. On a personal note, you probably also know that Lynn's been in the company before. I wrote the first book that actually went into bookstores and libraries on the subject or the topic of network marketing. And along our careers, we've had a lot of fun. Yeah. Between the two of us, it's crazy today to think we have how many kids? Five. Five children. And here comes the craziest part of all. Three grandchildren. Three grandchildren. <laughs> two boys and one girl. I know. It's hard for Lynn sometimes to look in, into the mirror and recognize it. I know. I don't know how that all happens, but we've had a lot of fun. Well, it has something probably to do with the 50 years. Well, and I think what we want you to know about that is we've been doing this for a while. So you can probably imagine that we found some things that work and some things that don't work. And we're just super excited to really come together today and share with you what has worked, not only for us, but really as a template for you and your teams and the people that you're going to be enrolling in the future to use from this point forward. Because again, how nice it would be if both sides were scripted, but they're not. We, you know, we, we see different scripts and templates to start a conversation, but then we're like, oh no, but what if they say this? Or what if we, what if we say that? So if we can take away a little bit of that trepidation for you, then we have absolutely met our goal. Right, but let's let's really start with the basics. Mm -hmm. So first of all, requests for more information or objections are normal. Yeah. You deal with them every day. Mommy, can I have a cookie? <laughs> to which you respond, no, it's too close to your dinner time. And then maybe they say, why? But I want a cookie. <laughs> and we're going back and forth having this dialogue. As the years go by, it's perhaps the teenager. Can I borrow the car? Where are you going? Why do you always ask me where I'm going? Don't you trust me? What are we doing there? We're overcoming objections, depending on whatever side of the conversation we're in. Hey, fast forward a little bit further to maybe a Thursday or a Friday night. And I say, what's for dinner? And Lynn's like, where are we going? Where are you taking me? I don't want to go out. You don't want to go out. Well, I don't want to cook. What do we have? A conversation where we're just advancing it from start to stop trying to make sure that our points are heard along the way. Well, and I think before you get into this, because I think this is so important for someone that grew up more hesitant and quiet and shy, 
when I thought about overcoming objections, I got a little nervous about it. And I thought, okay, when I'm talking to someone about what I'm doing, I don't want them to object. But obviously what I've realized over time is, is that if we don't really pull out those questions that they have, they end up leaving, usually coming up with some sort of excuse to leave the conversation because we haven't answered their questions. So now instead, I seek to really dig out those questions that they may have so we can further their conversation to a yes. Right. And so that's really from the very beginning, what we want you to understand yeah. is that we're just trying to advance the conversation all the way to yes. Yep. And to welcome those. Right. Let's talk about the basics. First and foremost, it starts with rapport. Rapport is the be-all and the end-all. Mm -hmm. If there were some magical line that we could give you that every time the words came out of your mouth or you could just send them via text or otherwise, people would say, I'm in, we would just give those to you and we'd all move on with our day. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. It's never worked that way and it never will. So we have to understand that even if we had something that really was effective, if people don't like you, it's going to be difficult for you to get their attention and to lead them. So it really begins with rapport. But this doesn't mean it's going to take a lifetime to get to know someone. Mm -hmm. In fact, Lynn, we were talking earlier about vacation and t-shirts, and you had a great story about that. Well, yeah, rapport can, can happen absolutely instantaneously. And I'm sure many of you have had this experience. You're on vacation, maybe you're um, across the state, the country, the world, wherever it happens to be, and you have a t-shirt on, maybe from your university or from where you live, and all of a sudden someone comes running, hey, I'm from there too, and you immediately have rapport, you're smiling, you're laughing, and you get into conversation. And you know, I think we've all had that experience, and that can happen anywhere. For Michael, it's even in elevators. Right. <laughs> You're just finding common interests. That's really all it is. Find the things you have in common with another right. person and connect on that level. It could be, again, to Lynn's point, it could be a place you've been. It can be a sporting a sports team that you, you know, both root for. Or if you don't both root for the team, mm -hmm. instead of saying, I can't believe you root for those people and expect them to come over to your way of thinking, you can say, oh, you're into football, so am I. Or you're into baseball, you're, so am I. You're into soccer, so am I. You want to find that common ground. Well, and even in airports, we've done it while we've been waiting in line. Oh, for sure. You know, just about, oh, wow, you know, here we are again and waiting in another line. And it's building rapport through, again, having that common experience. Right. So you want to be thinking from kind of the foundational standpoint. Or maybe their shoes. Their shoes. <laughs> yes. You do need to know what a Jimmy Choo is if you want to <laughs> talk with people about it or what a bag means. And it's not what I thought it meant earlier on in my life. Now it's a different meaning, a lot more expensive meaning, but um, I digress. It doesn't always have to be, but it usually <laughs> is. That being said, we want to get into know me, like me, trust me. That's the idea. That's building rapport. But as we move forward, Lynn's been mentioning this from really the beginning. We want to advance the conversation with questions. Too often, we just jump into presentation mode. Yeah. And I think that that many times happens when you're nervous. Oh, we for just sure. jump into presentation and really just get good at practicing asking questions with no intention. I mean, just when you're out and about, when you're in line, when you're at the supermarket, supermarket, wherever, wherever you happen to be, just start conversation to create that common ground. Right. So we've got to build rapport. We have to continue or move that forward by asking them. People love to talk about themselves. Mm -hmm. And then we want to conclude that really at some soon or distant point in time with really what I call now pleasant persistence. You know, when I was first introduced to isogenics by Warren Lance, I said no. And about 90 days later, we got together again and I said no. And that 90 day period of time continued 
pretty regularly for about six and a half years. That's right. I told Warren no about every 90 days for about six and now a half years. Now notice Michael said about every 90 days. And we're not saying 90 days is what it needs to be. It could be a week later or it could be two weeks. So you're really using common sense because you don't want to go to like a daily stalker mode. No, you don't want to do that. And for, for and Warren him, didn't do that no, either. He was a nice guy and he found my weakness, which was coffee. And he's like, I'll be in town. How about we get together for a cup of coffee? And that was it. So if you know someone, you like them and you trust them, you'll allow them to lead you. I knew what was going on. We'd get together. He would talk, ask me about me, my favorite subject. I would then reciprocate and ask him about him. He would always bring up how great everything was in the world of isogenics and that I should come be a part of his team. I would politely decline. We finish our coffee and move on our way. But here's what happened. My life changed. And all of a sudden I was open. How many people do you have right now where tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, who knows, four, five, six years down the road, their life will be changed and they will remember you if, again, you had rapport, you continue to lead with questions, and you didn't become the crazy stalker dude. So keep that in mind. Those are really the basics. Now, moving on, really kind of taking this to a 10,000-foot overview, you want to make sure that you're intentional every time. In fact, I kind of have this phrase about there's the accidental associate or the accidental business builder versus the intentional mm. business builder. I know you've got some thoughts on that. Well, I do, because many times people hear my story and they hear my success story and they wonder why, how, you know, how did you do that? And it was absolutely about consistent intention, intentionally building a business, intentionally seeking to find those product users and business builders to join me. And it really, it may seem subtle, but it's huge. It's so important to be intentional. And we're going to teach you about that today. So if we accidentally, sometimes every once in a while, when the mood strikes us, build a business, what kind of a business will we end up yeah, with? Yeah, then we'll sometimes sort of maybe get a paycheck. Right. And so <laughs> we just don't really get yeah. better. You know, if we kind of sometimes sort of go to the gym, we're never really going to get stronger. Mm -hmm. If we sometimes sort of work on our relationships, they probably won't get any better. Yeah. And even financially, if we kind of sometimes sort of really think about the economic side of our life and, and try to do something that will really benefit our families long term, but we just don't really do it consistently. Yeah. We may be sometimes kind of sort of doing it for the rest of our lives. So we really want to be intentional. Now, what does that mean? It means that when you're out there, you're really looking for people with problems. Now, I know what some of you may be thinking, unless you've heard me say this before, problems. What do you mean? There's enough problems in the world, Michael. Yes, there are. In fact, there are probably too many problems in the world. But we're a solutions-based company. That's right. Yeah. And that's the only reason that I use that English word, mm -hmm. because people that have a problem may, or here's a news flash for some of you, may or may not be looking for a solution. I know it's crazy, but there are people out there that have lost their jobs. Mm -hmm. And what are they looking for? They're looking to see how long they can stay home on unemployment or some other program that might be available to them. There are other people that have lost their jobs and they're immediately trying to figure out how to pivot. What's their next plan? The situation happened to both individuals, but they're looking at the reality very differently. Just because someone has a challenge in their life does not necessarily mean they're looking for a solution. We're looking for the people who are looking for a solution so that we can offer them one of our solutions so that we can, again, through the use of questions, building rapport and being pleasantly persistent, <laughs> We can follow up with those people well, we over wanna, time. We want to help people connect the dots, right? We right. want to help them to understand that if they're dealing with something in their life, either physically or financially, 
we connect the dots to isogenics so that they can clearly see that this is the answer for them to where it becomes then emotional to where they can get excited and go, oh my gosh, I had no idea that that's what this isogenics thing was. Yeah, tell me more. Right. And you know what's really sad? It's so important to make it personal. Very per and personal to them, not to exactly. us. Not like, you know, I need one more for that next rank advance, but would you like to be a part of my team? That's personal, but not so much for them. Um, you know what's sad though? It's really sad that we're having this whole conversation today and indeed, all the other things that you're learning are based upon the premise that people don't always tell the truth. Mm. Can you imagine if it were just fundamentally impossible for people to lie? You'd meet someone you didn't even know and you would say, hey, we've just met, but you know what? You should be a part of my team. Now, if it was impossible for you to lie, they would say, well, what's your team? Oh, it's this amazing company with Isogenics. We have these great products. They help you from a health standpoint. They would. Wonderful. How do I get involved? But you see, it's the people don't believe us. They're pushing, they're pushing back. There's resistance. Well, I think it's because people are constantly getting sold to, Michael. I mean, people are hearing the radio. They're hearing the television. They're, they constantly have these messages. And I think that people can reflexively kind of tune it out. So that's why it's so important to be to really be personal and have this connection with someone and ask them questions so that we can really connect the dots for how isogenics can help them personally. Right. So really what we've been talking to up to this moment in time is just the process of building your team, mm -hmm. whether you're looking for the next customer, whether you're looking for the next consultant who might go on to become your next executive or platinum or beyond, it really is how do I find someone to engage with, whether that's in person, online or otherwise, how do I find out if they have a problem that one of our solutions will help them solve? Mm -hmm. Find out if they have an interest through the use of asking questions and, and move that oh, along. Oh, that follow-up. <laughs> oh, yes. But you know, that leads us to one other premise we really need to understand before we get into the structure. And that is, we, we have to remind all of you of the truth. And hopefully the truth will set you free. free. Yes. <laughs> and the truth is, you aren't going to figure this out. I know for You'll some of you, better, but I think again, this, those, I don't know, maybe that firstborn, cause I know we kind of tend to be that way. Like where we want to have it all, everything in alignment and say, okay, if I do this, then this happens. Right. And instead of trying to figure that all out, think about all the things in your life that you've just had to learn along the way and to really just fall in love with that, fall in love with that process. It's the whole process along the way, but you are going to figure this out. Your respective teams and the, and the respective leaders you have in those teams, some have offered some amazing scripts. We're going to talk about that here in the next few minutes. Some of them have given you some really good ideas. There's some awesome videos that when people watch them, it's enough and they're ready to say yes. Mm -hmm. There are people right now that you don't have to say much if they've been watching and observing you. Sometimes they'll just reach out based on a social media post and say, wow, I think I'm ready. I've been following you, kind of cyber stalking you in a positive way for a while. We've had those experiences. For sure. But then there are others that we really need to kind of help understand. This really will benefit you. But there is no magical solution here. You aren't going to figure this out. Well, and it's timing for people. I mean, when they initially hear about it, they might be in the craziness season of their life and they just don't have any bandwidth for it. And then six months later, because you've been consistent, that's so important. And they kind of remember those posts. All of a sudden, something hits them at just the right time when they have that space in their life. And that's why it's so important to be consistent. Right. And do do keep in mind, people again are people. And we'll talk about this a little bit later on. But, you know, when Lynn became a grandmother for the very first time, you know, there's two types of mothers that are holding that newborn in their arms for the very first moment in time. Those that say, wow, my life has been forever in a beautiful way changed. Now what do I need to do? 
well, I need to get my body back. I need to get my family going. I need to figure all this stuff out. I need to decide if I'm going to be the career girl or try to balance or be at home. There are other people who are like, I just had a baby. I can't even imagine you're asking me those questions. Chill out. Yeah, Give it a rest. You can't prejudge. No, that's for sure. <laughs> you don't know who you're talking to. And so we just want to be intentional with everyone. So let's talk about that from a structure standpoint. First of all, you want to keep it simple. I think if there's anything that I've still observed and you have too, it's how we as a group of people tend to overanalyze and overcomplicate most of this. For sure. <laughs> if you happen to be at uh, NYKO at the beginning of 2019, uh, I gave a little presentation. New Year kickoff for those of you that yes. don't know. Yes, New Year's it's one of our conventions. kickoff. Yes, and I gave this little story about me with my bicycle on my when I was eight years of age. And really, you know, I didn't tour the bicycle manufacturing facility. I didn't read a manual. Uh, the training wheels didn't come with the bike. I didn't even know if they had been invented yet. What I knew is I had a deep-seated passion to learn how to ride that little huffy dragster bike with the white banana seat, the sissy bar on it. And so I got on and ended up driving into a tree. I eventually found out pedal forward, go, pedal backward, stop, steering, lean too far, fall over. You figure it out. But we get into the business we have to be careful because if we just say to all of you, you know, we've had a nice time chatting, but just go figure it out. Yeah. Just, just go do it. Just go talk to people. Yes, they're going to push back. Listen, observe your family for a week. Observe what you want out of life. You ever met those people that seem to get just about everything they ask for and people observe they seem to get just about everything they ask for? Well, why is that? Are they pleasantly persistent? Or are they just so annoying that people would rather just give them what they want so they don't have to deal with them? I don't know. But think about your own family. How many times do the kids push back? How many times does a spouse push back? How many times does a boss push back? How many times does a neighbor push back? How many times do you have to deal with someone pushing back? And what do you do? You have to first of all decide how to move that conversation all the way to yes. And that really is what we're trying to do here. So keep it simple. I've got a little phrase for you because there are so many great scripts out there. And Lynn mentioned they work really well when you're face-to-face -face with someone in Hollywood or when you're doing a television show or when you're doing a play. But they don't work so well when you're just trying to figure all of this out in, well, let me back up and say that again. Mm -hmm. Scripts work well when both sides have agreed right. in person. So if Lynn and I have just met and I'm gonna say this, and she's gonna say this, and I'm gonna say this, and she's gonna say this, then I'm gonna say something she's going to cry. Do you know why? Because it says in the script, cry here, right. because of what's said. Then we all know that's gonna play out, and eventually we get a good TV show or movie or play. But when you're out there in the real world, that doesn't always work. Mm -hmm. So here's a phrase that pays. If you're not online, use an outline. If you're online, you can have a beautiful script where you're texting how to begin that conversation. Right, or it's like, if they say this, then maybe give them this video. And then if they say this, guide them over here. If they do this, because you can take a little extra time when you're online. Obviously, if you're having an in-person conversation, that's a little bit harder. Right, you can't, you can't just say, uh, <laughs> let me check my book. Which, it by the way, work. you can. That's okay, too. If you're new, just say, you know what? That's a great question. Let me find out and get back with you. True. But if they come up and say, what's isogenics? And you kind of look like the deer in the headlights, you just basically, want, well, we'll get to that in just a moment. Yeah. But we really want to talk about the structure. Keep it simple. If you're not online, use an outline. Just know how you're going to begin that conversation, how you're going to advance that conversation with the intention being building rapport, asking questions, pleasantly persistent, all the way to yes. But here's 
one of those great little nuggets. Remember we talked at the top of our conversation about, you know, you can give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day and then you can teach a man to fish or apparently a woman, a woman. and they'll eat for the rest <laughs> of their life. Well, this is one of those nuggets that really you could go out and like food, you could enjoy it It's today. been a game changer for us and for our team, for sure. It really does. But I have to set this up. This comes under the context of asking before we answer a question that's been posed to us. Let me give you a classic. You're wearing some fabulous isogenics garb. Is it called garb now? That's not right. Gear. Gear. Sorry, gear. <laughs> Fabulous isogenics gear. And someone just says, isogenics, what's that? Well, do you say, well, in 2002, down in Chandler, Arizona, we've moved now, but it was originally... I mean, think about all the directions you could go with that. I mean, you could talk about shakes. You could talk about the additional income. You could talk about the 100-pound club. You could talk about the isobody challenge. I mean, you could talk about so many things. So instead of just you choosing, you would want to... Ask them, <laughs> yes. well, what would you like to know? Or in a more structured environment, what would you like to know about first? Yeah. Now, there's the question for those of you that are taking notes. What would you like to know about first? When people reach out to you and say, tell me a little bit more about what you're doing, you know, that's a real easy place just to jump in with both feet. Mm -hmm. The problem is when someone says, tell me a little bit more about what you're doing, that's what we do. Well, we tell think, them what well, we're think doing. About how many different scenarios that would work in. I mean, if you had put up a before and after picture, if you were talking about cleansing, I mean, any of those things, and they're like, well, how does it work? Well, what would you like to know about first? I'm telling you guys, you start doing that, you will be blown away at where the conversation goes because it's rarely ever where you thought it was going to go. So from today <laughs> forward, here's what we're suggesting. When you're out there in the marketplace, when you're having those conversations, and when someone starts moving that over to tell me a little bit more before that's that's when they're asking you and you're listening to what they're saying whether that's you know um you can't listen to a text message but you know what i'm saying when you're well, actually you, can. you can't well that's true if it reads it to you <laughs> sure okay when i could have split hairs but no. that's but but the idea is how we're interacting with people yeah online versus yeah yeah exactly in person but try that little phrase what would you like Game to know about first changer. and it, i'm telling you 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 will be so much more calm. You'll be less nervous about what they may say because they're actually going to be guiding you through the conversation. And be prepared because it probably will not be what you <laughs> no. even thought it would be. And sometimes it can be so obscure. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I had a situation where I said, well, you know, what would you like to know about first? And they're like, well, do you have to take shakes like all the time, like forever? I'm seriously thinking that's what you'd like to know about first, but that was obviously on the top of their mind. So I but think about it. If you would have just dove into presentation, which again, many times we do when we're new, um, we just start going into what we're excited about. You know, after 10 minutes and of run on sentences and you haven't even given it a break, the person's like, oh boy, it may end up walking away and they didn't even get their question answered. And they were maybe just absolutely ripe and excited to start isogenics, and we talked them right out of it. Well, especially if yeah. the person is really thinking top of mind, do I have to take these shakes like forever? Mm -hmm. And you didn't know that's what they wanted to know about. And you just jumped into the fact, like say, take Lynn and myself. Oh, isogenics is amazing. You wouldn't believe it. We've basically had the same thing for breakfast every single year for over <laughs> since 2011. Yeah, totally it's crazy. Wrong. People be like, <laughs> Well, and we make some awesome meals here. We love to cook healthy food and, and we wouldn't have even talked about that because we wouldn't have known. So right. what would you like to know about or what would you like to know about first? 
Absolute game changer. So you want to ask before you answer. And then to help clarify that, it's really what would you like to know about first? Now, after you've explained that, and they seem satisfied with your answer, summarize it. Hey, now that we've covered really how the shakes fit into what it is we do as a solution, a, a solution for you, what would you like to know about next? Mm. And really listen, because oftentimes you'll hear something like this. Well, how many flavors do you have? Or do you have this? That's what they want to do? Like you think, well, maybe I would want to go into intermittent nutritional cleansing, or I would like to talk about, you know, the new um, energy drink that we have, or I'd like well, to... When I've even had people that once I answer those questions, they say, you know, I know quite a few people that would maybe want this too. And then you can really go into the conversation around the income where maybe you wouldn't have gone there before. So, Absolutely. So yeah. we really want to do that, which really takes us to this whole premise of ask before you answer. Mm -hmm. Now, let's go through a few scenarios. Listen, people are watching this from all over the world. So what you're hearing or is being translated in Spain uh, for you in Spanish or whatever your language happens to be there. Maybe you're living in Spain and you speak English. Mm -hmm. But whatever it happens to be, what is being asked of you how you advance the conversation all the way to yes may be very different than somebody who happens to be, say, in Canada. And maybe if you ha are in Mexico, you're being asked different questions on your journey to yes than you might if you're in the United States. Mm -hmm. In any of our markets, you're going to have those little idiosyncrasies. Little, yeah, little nuances based on culture. and Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, it's just what people want to know top of mind. And that question really helps clarify what would you like to know about first. But let's talk about some of the common questions that you really do want to be prepared for, because these are going to come up. And if you know they're going to come up and you know it's normal for them to come up, when they come up, you can just kind of warmly smile to yourself and think, okay, here we go. This is good. So let's talk about a few of them. So again, this and this is under, the, again, the, the, the heading of asking for clarity. We're really trying to clarify what do they mean. Asking for clarity before we just jump in and give them an answer. So for example, when they say it costs too much. Then you want to ask, what do you mean? Or would you like to change that? Exactly. Now, those will be two great questions, and I would like for you guys to write those down. Sometimes you can work them interchangeably. You heard Lynn just do them here. If someone says it costs too much, you could say, well, what do you mean? And then they have to clarify what they actually mean. Again, we're... Because we even said what the cost before is, you know, right. would you like to change that? How would you like to never say that again? You know, we can really help you from a financial standpoint if you really want to kind of pivot that conversation more into the income opportunity. Absolutely. So it's what do you mean or would you like to change that? Oftentimes they work interchangeably, sometimes though not so much. So for example, when they say, I don't eat processed food, you might say, what do you mean? <laughs> yes. Because if you just start going into an answer, you may take it a completely different direction or you may think it's negative when they actually meant something is positive I mean, we've had that happen before with a pyramid before. Is this a pyramid? And then you start diving into an answer, assuming they think it's negative. And they're like, well, no, I actually was hoping it was. Right, because <laughs> they're using the word incorrectly. Right. And I remember when I first learned about processed food, processed food is when you take, if you take anything out of your refrigerator and you marry that with anything else, and you were then to package that up and provide it to someone through like a commercial setting, that would be a processed food. 
because you're doing that. But you can't go down that road. They don't want to hear well, that. Well, and when you ask them, what do you mean? And you get really specific. I mean, people really do have an invisible sign across their forehead saying, what's in it for me? And when you really take the time to really, really dig and dive deep into what they're asking, they feel heard and that's important. And then they know that you're there to support them and they're going to be more likely to work with you. Oh, absolutely. And I remember a personal story. I was introducing Isogenics to a, a couple in the Seattle area and they were pushing back. And I mean, pushing back hard. Every ingredient they wanted to understand. I mean, they would call me up almost, it seemed like a daily basis. And they would say, why is this in the product? I didn't even know what it was, let alone why it was in the product. So I would have to say, I'm not sure. Let me find out. And this had been going on for a while until one day I got a phone call from the gentleman. And he just said, um, you have some time to come over. I think we're ready. And I thought, okay, that's great. So I went over and he just said, we're ready. We'd like to get started. And it was such an odd moment in time because there'd been all of this pushback up until that moment. And then all of a sudden it was just kind of like, I thought, well, did, did they give up? Did I, did I just outlast them in the, in the, you know, responding to their questions in kind of a pleasantly persistent way? You know, what happened? So I'm kind of a curious guy. So I asked him, I said, what happened? And again, he was in Seattle living at the time. And he said, you know, I guess I kind of had an epiphany over the weekend. I went to the Seahawks game. And I decided, you know, midway through one of the quarters that I wanted to get some food. So I got up and I got in one of the ridiculously long lines and got up and I just thought nachos sound pretty good right now. So I saw the guy with the little gloves on dig in and get the chips. And then he went to a big stainless steel can that had something in it. And he started pumping in some yellow fluid that went all over these that I, I think was supposed to be cheese. And then he dipped his hand in and threw some onions and some jalapenos. And then he put a ladle of some sauce on top of it and he handed this to me. And I thought, that looks delicious. So I got that little beverage, went back to my seat. They said, I'm sitting there in my seat, watching the Seahawks play a great football game. And I'm munching my chips out of my little, um, my little box there. And he said, I got four or five chips in. And all of a sudden, it just hit me. What am I eating? What's in this? I didn't even ask. I literally overpaid. I stood in line, a ridiculously long line, to overpay for food that I'm now putting into my body. I have no idea what I'm eating. But odds are good, if I did, I probably wouldn't want it. But it was delicious. So he said, that's why I decided just to give you guys a call and just give it a go. They're still with us to this day. So again, we just need to remember, you're not going to know the answers to everything. Your goal and is to... be to patient. Some, some you may you know, ask them, what do you mean? And what do you want to know next? And go through a series of questions. And through one conversation, they're ready to enroll at the end and others will take longer. But if you have enough people in the pipeline and you're staying consistent with reaching out and asking people to take a look, these people are always going to end up showing up at some point. Right. Here's another great one. And again, we want to remember to ask before we answer, just to clarify, what, what are they really telling us? Because we'll hear this. I don't want to sell to my friends. Yeah, and you ask them, what, what do you mean? Yeah, you can't say, would you like to change that? No. <laughs> because that won't work there. See, sometimes they're interchangeable and sometimes not so much. That's that's one where it probably wouldn't go well. Again, to really zero in on what they're nervous about. Because oftentimes they've never done anything like right. this before and they have a preconceived idea of what it's all about. And for me personally on this one... And maybe one, don't understand it isogenics enough either because when people really understand isogenics, they get the products in their body and they have an experience, they can't help but share so it could just be early on in the process as well, where they just don't understand. They don't even know right. what isogenics is enough yet because people don't want to sell anything of little or of no value. Mm -hmm. But once it is, they can't shut up about it. That's right. So they're just not there yet. Oh, listen, we naturally 
share from our heart things that we love, whether sure. we're compensated or not. Who hasn't recommended the movie or the restaurant or the vacation place or maybe even their favorite airline carrier or, you know, whatever it happens to be. We talk about things. I mean, I, I watch Lynn all the time on social media and they're bantering ideas back and forth or someone will put a post up, hey, looking for a vacuum cleaner. And there'll be 300 <laughs> comments about everyone wanting to share. No one's or a being. pillow. Or a pillow, exactly. What kind of pillow. <laughs> Which, by the way, this is not why we came, but if you're sleeping on the same pillow you have for years, you may want to think about upgrading. So another one we hear a lot is, I don't have enough time. That's right. Now, when someone says, I don't have enough time, that's when we can circle back around to either, what do you mean? What do you mean? Or, or would you like to change that? Right. That would be interchangeable. That's great for it costs too much or I don't have enough time because a lot of people are strapped for time. You know, their jobs are taking up a lot of their time and we would love to change that to show them how they can earn an increased income while also increasing their amount of free time. But do be careful with some of these because sarcasm really won't get you very far. <laughs> yeah. And so if somebody says, I don't have the time, well, would you like to change that? Or do you want to just have that your reality the rest of your life? <laughs> oh boy, I'm so glad I met you today. I would love to change that. Can yes. you show me how? to be kind. <laughs> right. And so you just have to really warmly smile as you shared or through that and just say, you know, I felt like you felt for a number of years and I finally realized if I didn't do anything, nothing was going to change. Well, I'm just curious, would you like to change and that? And I think it's showing up differently. I think when people really realize we genuinely are interested in them and we're asking questions and really taking the time to ask questions, they're going to be more likely to want to work with us versus people are getting talked at all the time. People aren't feeling heard. And I know I've said this before, but I just really want to emphasize that. Yeah, there's a group of people out there called the conversationally starved. And I really do believe that if you just draw those individuals out, you can find mm -hmm. out so much about them. It really is crazy. So these are the big five. And we'll end with this. I just don't have the money. Uh, that's one of the big five. And when someone says, I, I just don't have the money, we could respond with, what do you mean? Or would you like to change that? Exactly. But again, be careful in, in how the tone comes across if you're with them or if you're sharing something via text exchange or a direct message or Facebook private message or whatever you're doing, smoke <laughs> signals. You just want to be respectful of those individuals. You're trying to draw them out and find out because there are two types of people that have a money challenge in their life. Those that will tell everyone they have a money challenge in their life, but don't seem to want to fix mm. the money challenge in their life. And those that are trying desperately to fix the money challenge in their life, and they might be open to a solution. So again, it costs too much. I don't eat processed foods. I don't want to sell to my friends. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. If you can just become comfortable knowing in advance that these will probably at some point come up and have a good response for those, I'm telling you, you can really, really do well. Uh, and be on your way. But it's all about clarifying before you answer. And that really takes us to the next portion of this conversation, which is to listen again to what they're really saying before we talk. So we want to isolate what it is they're saying. Because if we do say, what do you mean? We have to listen. And oftentimes there are people, and I'm guilty of this too. Lynn <laughs> reminds me of this. And I, I just, I have so much I want to share that I have to remind myself let them finish. Let them get it out. Oftentimes, somebody will get about a half a dozen words out, and I'll think to myself, oh, I know the context around what we're talking about. I know the direction they're going. I know the words that start that direction. I ultimately know where we're going to end up. Let me just nip this in the bud and tell them what the answer is. <laughs> People don't like that. 
And so I always have to just really try to be patient and listen all the way through for what they're really telling me. Mm-hmm. And Lynn's got a great sentence that helps isolate really what a person is saying before we really move in another direction because you don't really know where they are. And that's the classic question that goes like this. Yeah. So as you're having that conversation, you feel like you've answered their questions. You're not sure if they have any others. You just say, is there any reason why you wouldn't want to get started today? Any reason why you wouldn't want to get started on the road to health today? Any reason why you wouldn't want to get started making money for your family today? And they're going to say something. We just don't know what. And so we need to listen. So if they ask us another question, then we start answering that question. And we may ask them again, what do you mean? So you can really dive deeper. Maybe you have another five, 10 minute conversation and then you say it again. Okay, great. You know, now is there any reason why you wouldn't want to get started today? We have to ask. I think there are so many people out there floating because the ask didn't happen. That's cute. I like that. We need a t-shirt like that. Thank you. The ask didn't happen. <laughs> I like that. But it's really true. And again, what we're trying to get across, and and hopefully we're succeeding, is that we're using an outline. We have a beginning where we're starting the conversation. And conversation, we got to almost now put in quotes because (laughs) the conversation is probably more often online than it is anywhere else. But we want to start that. We want to be intentional. This is not about being anything other than intentional with what we're doing versus being accidental. I mean, we've heard the expression, post and pray. That's accidental. We want to be intentional with people. Intentional will move the needle in your business. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's when you start seeing quantum leaps in what's happening. But does it ever move the needle to where we get 10 out of 10 every time? No. No. Lynn and I... That would be nice, but no. It's not that people ever get to a point of all of them telling you yes, because they don't. Mm-hmm. It's just your attitude around it changes. I mean, when Lynn and I sat sit down now and share this with about 10 people, our ratio is much better than it was. Right. We're dealing with probably a better qualified or more qualified person because we've learned how to qualify that individual. Right. We've learned how to advance that conversation. Well, we're looking for... A prospect, not a project. Isn't right. that what she said? <laughs> exactly. Because we are looking for people with a burning desire. Mike, Michael talked about that just a few minutes ago. A burning desire versus more of a victim mentality that they're not wanting to roll up their sleeves to get to work. Sure. You know, there's some people that will tell you, yeah, I just don't like drinking shakes. And they are really saying, I had a bad experience with another mm-hmm. company. Exactly. And this was forced down my, my throat. And I just don't want anything to do with it because yours must be as vile as what I used in the past. And if we could just get them to tell us that and then give them an opportunity to experience the fact that not all shakes taste the same, not all companies are the same, not all compensation plans pay the same, not all owners are the same. You know, the philosophy behind who we are and what we're doing is not the same well, as see, there others. you can see the reason why you really want to dig in there and really find out what their question or objection is so that you can answer it because we know how amazing our company is. And so when someone asks a question, you want to be excited about it. Like, let's pull up a chair. I'm so glad you asked that. Be excited when you actually find out what might be holding somebody back. Is there any reason you wouldn't want to get started today? Listen for what they're really saying, whether it's through social media, in a text exchange, or if it's in conversation over the phone, Zoom or otherwise. Really listen. Do the best you can to advance that conversation. When they raise another question, do the best you can to answer it. And then, again, circle back around to Lynn's point. Now that we've covered this, 
Is there any reason you wouldn't want to get started today? That just really, really helps advance the conversation. All right, but let's talk now kind of in, as we're wrapping this up really about taking personal responsibility. Mm. You know, we did mention you, you aren't going to figure this out. But that being said, I don't want any of you to become just so lax in this mm -hmm. that you think, well, it, it just doesn't matter. I mean, Michael and Lynn, 50 years experience, said you're never going to figure it out. It's like a bicycle. Oh, just you want get to on. get better every day. And, that, and that's what's so fun about this. I love learning new things. I love learning from new people. I love learning from new associates. I love learning from other leaders in isogenics because we should want to get better every day. And listening to what you're hearing back is really reflecting what you're saying back to you. So it's so important to pay attention to what people are saying, because if we're hearing the same thing over and over again, the same question, the same objection, what do we often say, Michael? It's probably you. <laughs> yeah. It's probably me. And if you're hearing, because people are different. I mean, look, if there were four of us and we all decided we want to go to a restaurant and get some food, even if we went to the same place, which we could agree upon, mm -hmm. even if we sat at the same table, which was, you know, by design of the, the person who sat us and we were all given the same menus, does that mean we're all going to order the same food? Probably not. So we're different as people. We're different. But when you hear the same objections every single time, it is probably you. Well, if you're out. Yeah. And that's when you can really get together with your team and say, hey, you know, I'm hearing this same thing all the time. You know, Michael and I very rarely, if ever, hear it's a pyramid. We don't. Is that a pyramid? We don't hear it. And we've seen this before where people sometimes will get that over and over again and we'll ask them, well, what are you doing or what are they saying? And they're literally drawing out a triangle. And calling it a golden triangle. And calling it and calling it things that are in ways that really conjure up pyramid. And so right. when we help them to use different words and to draw things in a different way, then they don't get that objection more. So that's just kind of an example. So again, responsibility means you really want to keep track in your mind. If you're getting the same objections over and over and over again, probably you. Mm -hmm. So back up in your mind's eye and just ask yourself, what am I doing that might be setting this up? What am I saying? What am I not saying? What am I not doing? And ask for help. You know, you, you're not going to figure this out on your own, but there's a great family here. There's great leaders here. There's great training here. Ask for some help and get better. But if you're getting different objections from time to time, it's probably it's just, them. Yeah, it's just the person. What and, they're and, asking. And that's what we deal with every day. Right. I had, <laughs> I mean, after my fifth or sixth year, seventh year in isogenics, I got a question about, um, you know, what are you doing about the orangutans in Indonesia? Well, and I heard one about the fruit that they use. Do they pick it when it's on the tree or off the tree? So these are just things that are kind of obscure and you're going to get them from time to time. And you can just say, I'll get back with you. Or Did you, you know about on. the fruit? It's a, no, no, I didn't know about the orangutans <laughs> sure. either. The good things is we're not harming any orangutans, and I don't know what happened with the fruit. I, I don't even remember. But the point is, it matters to them. Exactly, it matters to them. So keep track and work on getting better, because the truth is that the truth will set you free. And if we've shared anything with you in our conversation this afternoon, I, I really hope it's this: you're not going to figure this out, but you do want to be intentional. You want to be looking for those people who are looking. And you wanna be keenly, keenly aware of what it is that you're doing so that you can get better over time. And it really does become more fun then because you really see yourself getting better and you see the relationships getting better. You see the conversations getting better. And it doesn't happen overnight, 
But how incredible, really, that what we're teaching you today can be used in all aspects of your life, in your relationships with your children, um, maybe with your jobs that you have outside of isogenics. All of this can help you to be better in all aspects of your life. Mm -hmm. I mean, being in conversation with another human being and being more interested than interesting will always take you further in life. Because most conversations are, what is that? Something in unison. It's monologue and duet. Monologue, monologue and duet, where the person's talking, and before Michael can even finish, I'm already thinking about what I want to say. Or talking over me. Yeah. That's really monologue and duet, <laughs> when two people are just both yapping at each so other at the same time. Imagine being that person that just becomes that efficient and really generous listener. So we want to advance the conversation. How do we do it? Well, look, none of this is going to matter if people don't like you. <laughs> so go to work on being likable. Go to work on learning how to create that likability. Smile. Or when people get around you, yes, yeah, <laughs> smile, but just be kind, be observant. Remember, people love talking about themselves. And that doesn't mean they're egocentric. It means that they love expressing what matters to them. And we always sense. enjoy someone who's a really good listener. Be intentional, not accidental. accidental. No, the, the accidental associate is somebody who's here today. That's and, when they kind of, sort of, sometimes right. do isogenics and they kind of, sort of, sometimes maybe get paid. That's right. Yes. And we're not going to change that. And remember, it's being intentional and consistent in what works with you. Finding your own pace, your own rhythm in your life, but being consistent and finding what that works in the craziness of your world. And then, of course, you know, the be all and the end all is learn over time how to advance that conversation all the way to yes. And just know that as you're moving or advancing that conversation all the way to yes, you're going to have people who ask questions. Look, if you've ever been on a long journey, a long trip, it started with a little bit of planning, maybe, you know, where your ultimate destination was going to be. How long would you be staying? Uh, what was your budget for the room? What type of a room? Was it a room with a garden view, an ocean view? Was it something that you didn't want to spend the money on the room, so you invested it somewhere else? I mean, these were decisions we all had to make. And then we finally got up early, you know, and headed off to the airport to grab that flight to take us to some place we really didn't want to be because we had to connect planes to get to the other place where we were hopefully wanting to be. But then we got there and hoped our luggage showed up and the car was ready or the driver was there or whatever it was. We get to the hotel and only to find out, I'm sorry, your room isn't ready. And you're like, my room isn't ready. I've been coming here for like, you know, you, you know, well, we have a policy here. Rooms aren't really ready until after four o'clock. And you're like, okay, whatever. And you're just thinking, I've been traveling the whole day and I can't even get into my room. What's the point? All journeys have their obstacles. Yeah. It's how you look at them. You could look at that journey that I just explained in an incredibly negative way. The plane was delayed. The flight was bumpy. This didn't go well. But remember, this is a template for you in all conversations. Mm -hmm. And when you get to the point where it's about isogenics, what would you like to know first? What exactly. would you like to know next? What do you mean? Would you like to change that? <laughs> exactly. And that's what we want you to remember. And that is that we've been doing this for more than half a century. We've been with Isogenics since 2011. We've built a very nice team and we're very grateful for what we've been able to accomplish in the oh, space of this world. It's so much fun to see people's lives 
shift for the better, both physically and financially, and really, you know, creating a, a lasting legacy for so many families all over the world. And, and it's just such an honor and privilege to be doing that with all of you. It really is. You know, we didn't go to school for this. We had to learn how to do this. Mm. And we had to fall off the bike once in a while. Oh, and hop back on. yes. And hop back <laughs> on. And to this day, we just have more of a more of a more of a great attitude, a better attitude. We have a better attitude about all of it. <laughs> For sure. But that being said, here's really my hope. If you took the time to take notes, review them. If you found some nuggets, implement them. Mm. If you find success, share it with your team. Because if we do that together as a family, collectively, we're all going to do better. We're going to attract more people to our business. You're going to attract more success into your life. And we're really going to help all of us succeed. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks so much.